And this episode is brought to you by First Form. First Form supplements are some of the best supplements in the entire world. And I'm not just saying that, ladies and gentlemen, I love to use these products. Whether it be high quality protein, micronutrient vitamin packs, or even pre-workouts and amino acids, First Form shines as one of the best in overall quality, performance, absorption, and even taste. First Form products are manufactured in the United States in their own headquarters. And you can have First Form products shipped to you for free if you use www.firstform.com slash Brad from Orion. That's firstform.com slash Brad from Orion and you'll get lifetime free shipping while using that link for all of the great First Form products. I believe that this nation should commit itself. The Zero Percent Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Zero Percent Podcast, the show that's a statement to everyone to become the Zero Percent, not to imitate or replicate, but to be truly oneself. Know your goals, driving forces, and intent. Succeed in your way alone to become the Zero Percent. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Zero Percent Podcast. I'm your host, Brad from Orion, and we've got another guest in studio here today with us. He is a definite member of the Zero Percent, went from an everyday electrician and decided to transform himself into a full-on aspiring IFBB bodybuilder. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking to Chris Snyder. Chris Snyder. Zero percent. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Snyder, the NPC competitive bodybuilder, an electrician by day. He's a fitness expert here, and we're glad to have him here. He's a zero percenter, and we're really uh, happy to bring him to our show today. We're going to talk to him. And uh, kind of get right into it. So, welcome, Chris. I'm glad to be here, Brad. And uh, we'll just kind of start you off with uh, kind of want to know, you know, while you're in the zero percent, it's all about motivation. So, really, what motivates you to actually take on this additional role and work towards a professional bodybuilding career? Well, that's a good question, man. Um, really, uh, the whole motivation behind it for me is just. Uh, kind of striving to be better than I was yesterday, but, you know, just continuing on uh, that theme every single day as it goes by. Right. Um, so we've, we've talked uh, about it a little bit, but uh, years back when um, I, uh, I got into some pretty heavy drug use and drinking and uh, I just, I, I turned into a mess, you know, right. Wasn't, I had no sense of responsibility whatsoever. And, uh, 
I was just trashing my life. Right. And uh, ended up getting into a little bit of trouble. And um, I uh, got introduced to uh, sober life and clean living. Um, while I uh, while I was there, of course, I had a lot of extra time on my hands and, um, you know, uh, kind of wondering what to do with myself now, like right. with all this extra energy and everything else. Uh, so I was always into fitness, but, uh, so it, it turned like a, like an easy outlet for me at first. Um, got into, uh, got into weightlifting again and just, I wanted to stay active, you know, get, right. get my body back in shape for, you know, all the time that I spent, uh, wasting it away and, uh, tearing it up with junk. And, um, when I, when I got into lifting more, uh, I started to develop a, a decent physique, uh, fairly quickly. And the idea kind of popped into my head, uh, cause I was, I was actually going to, uh, this gym, uh, over in Akron, it was called, uh, bodybuilders Inc. And lo and behold, as you can imagine, there were a lot of bodybuilders or former bodybuilders that right. went there and uh, made friends with a lot of these guys, really good people. And uh, they started asking me, hey, what, are you going to compete? When, when are you going to do a show? When, when, you know, are you going to dive into this a little bit deeper? Like you're already doing it. And uh, so that kind of planted the the seed in my mind. And yeah, I rolled it around for a bit and um, just finally it was it was one of those things like I didn't know what I wanted to do right. so uh, I had to go back through and make my bucket list all over again right you know? yeah and uh, that that just kind of popped up as one of the ideas that I wanted to do I wanted to uh, I wanted to compete and and do a show and uh, it was one of those things I really I only wanted to do it once and just to kind of get the, you know, credentials and like, oh yeah, I did that. Um, you know, tell my, my kids someday or grandkids or whatever, like, yeah, I, I did a bodybuilding show and, um, dove into it like head first, got a coach, uh, started working very adamantly toward that goal. And, um, I got myself into really good shape, uh, the best shape that I've probably ever been in. Right. You we know. can see that here, ladies and gentlemen, on this, uh, this man's huge right here. He's completely <laughs> jacked. He's getting ready for a show here coming out a few weeks out. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing that you've made that lifestyle change and that, you know, you, you had already started to make a mental change and a, and a lifestyle change. Absolutely. With getting sober and then leveraging that into now, what do I do? You're already kind of entering the health lifestyle. You're entering this new yes. phase and then to take it to the next level and to kind of, like you said, a bucket list. So that's something that you really wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to seek out and reach for that. And that's why you're in the zero percent here, Chris. So, yeah, that's that's really great. And we commend your effort for doing that. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, you know, you kind of got into a little bit of the uh, what brings you in. So uh, how long have you been into bodybuilding now as you kind of are working towards your goals? Well, it's uh, it's approaching six years for me now. Um, uh, yeah, I think 
November 20th, 2015 was when I kind of started to put that drive and focus. And I know that because that just so happens to be my sobriety date too. But right. uh, yeah, that's when I, that's when I took that hard turn. Right. You know? The paradigm shift yes. for your life there. And that's kind of the thing we like to get into on this show too. And it's the law of attraction. And just by you making that change, making that shift, having that desire built in, it brought those people their attention attracted that. And that's where they're asking you, maybe you should compete. Yes. So the outer world started to reflect your inner goals. And before you even knew it, and now 60 years, six years down the road, which is substantial in the fitness game. And that's actually um, a good marker of time for a lot of people to kind of make that kind of curve busting change in their physiques. Um, And I know in the calisthenics world, that's a great, uh, time to basically develop some of the most difficult skills is around a six year mark. Mm -hmm. So it's a, you know, a lot of things with bodybuilding, your physique has to go through these maturity phases. Absolutely. You know, and age, all that other things factors in nutrition and stuff like that factors in, which we'll get into um, here. But, you know, mainly it's your drive, what's going behind it, how you're putting it all together. And you see, again, the law of attraction brings it all together. And now you've got a coach, you got it. You got a goal. Um, so upcoming, you said you had a, uh, competition here five weeks or so out. Um, the Mike Francois classic down in Columbus, Ohio. So tell us a little bit about what you're getting, you know, into to prepare for that a little bit about that competition. Well, so, uh, I'm currently working, uh, prepping for the Mike Francois classic. Like you said, um, I'm going to be competing in men's open bodybuilding, the heavyweight division. So there's, as you can imagine, there's a lot of big the boys. The big boys. That, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and bigger competition too. Right. That's right. Everybody shoots for, for that. With yeah. More muscle mass. You got more competition. So right. it, it gets pretty intense. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, uh, MPC and that stands for the national physique committee, national physique committee. Yes. They're, they're basically the, um, uh, from what I understand, they're the subdivision from the IFBB, which are the the pros. That's the right. pro league. Um, the NPC is like the uh, uh, everywhere from novices, uh, you know, anything at the amateur level to um, highly experienced amateurs that just have not gone pro yet. Right. Um, but there's there's nationals in there. There's a, a wide list of uh, you know subdivisions. So. Exactly. So your your goals are to become IFBB. Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, another bucket list item that I kind of right. added on. <laughs> well, I can see you're well on your way there, and you know, good luck to you coming up on that yeah, uh, competition that. there down in Columbus, the heart of it all, where they host the Arnold Classic every year. So you can call it a fitness capital. Oh essentially. yeah. Essentially for that one so and you're looking to enter a few other competitions as the year goes on and kind of keep that schedule going absolutely Um, what's your workouts kind of at right now as you're about five weeks out for those fitness enthusiasts that listen to our show tell us a little about where what you're kind of doing where you're at with some of that stuff so uh so my current split is uh i do five days a week training and uh kind of work that out with my coach 
two that I actually need those two rest days, uh, even if I don't want to take them, because with the kind of training that I do, it's easy to actually overwork your body and start to go catabolic and consume your own muscle. Right. And are you doing um, two a days? Are you doing um, how no. many per day do you do? No, just one a day. Just um, one a day? Yeah. Two hour sesh or something yeah, like that? It usually varies between two, two and a half, sometimes a little bit longer. Right, the long hours. sessions. Yeah. Yep. It just, it's one of those things that kind of depends on, you know, what I have on the agenda, how I'm feeling when, you know, I go at it. Some days I, I struggle to make it in there for energy and everything, just right. kind of dragging in. But uh, some days those end up being the best days once I push through it. And and that's uh, actually a key thing there because that's that that is a testament to your mental discipline. Mm-hmm. So a big thing is to, you know, uh, David Goggins actually says to embrace the suck. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? To take that as this is now more of a challenge. So those days that you do feel worse, if you can show more motivation, that is a shining quality of a true champion. So that's a testament again to that mental discipline. And that's something that's very important in the game of bodybuilding, though it's a very physical sport. It's very much mental. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I can definitely attest to the fact that uh, being on a, a caloric deficit, uh, you know, even though you're eating six meals a day, um, you know, you're always hungry because it's just, your metabolism is just cranking. Right. And uh, it starts to kind of mess with your mind after a little bit. And, yeah. You know, it takes it takes everything you got. It to, affects the mood. Oh, absolutely. Your energy level fluctuation. However, absolutely. you can get it kind of balanced out and then. <laughs> Even still to be able to, you know, do these workouts and stay with it. I mean, that's that's the key. It's the name of the game. Yep. That's what's going to take you to that next level there as you're kind of going. So I, sh- I sure hope so. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, you're mentioning like your calorie deficit, but you're here, you're sitting here at uh, what was your weight again here? We didn't let I'm the audience cruising know. at about 231 right 231. now. 231. Slowly dropping. And you want to get down to uh, which weight for the uh, competition? Well, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to end up at. The cutoff for uh, open bodybuilding heavyweights is 225 and a quarter. But keep in mind, when you cut water, uh, or I should say, speak for myself, when I cut water, I lose roughly 10 to 12 pounds of water weight wow. in that one night. Right. So um, if, let's just... Uh, hypothetically say I were to cut water right now and I'm at 231, I might end up coming in at 221, possibly less. So I'm already under that mark. And ideally, I want to stay as close to that cutoff point on the high end as possible because that means I'm carrying the most muscle mass without um, sacrificing the the actual muscle itself. And peaking out basically your physique with lean muscle too at that. So we you know when he when he's talking fluctuating those last couple pounds there after the water's gone, that's a key uh, moment in time when you realize how much muscle is there. So yes. what's left as close as he is to that mark is going to be the peak amount of muscle mass that he has put on, and those are those small incremental differences Absolutely. in something like bodybuilding when you're getting judged by an actual judge looking at you and breaking it all down. That's going to make those you know, big differences. And And that's the trick to it too, is 
you need to be able to show it. Uh, you've got a panel of judges sitting down there judging, you know, you from whoever else is standing in the lineup next to you. And that's where posing comes in. I got to be on point uh, right. to be uh, the best at posing that I possibly can, which is a very unnatural feeling right. thing for somebody Becomes like te- me anyway. technical yes. at that point. Yep. The technical aspects of the game. Exactly. And honestly, you know, you kind of mentioned too that, you know, as, as we're talking about that, you're peaking out lean muscle and you're getting into a caloric deficit. Now that might kind of sounds, um, contradictory to some folks out there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the bro science out there talks about <laughs> the bulk. You got to go through the bulk cycle and the cut cycle and all that stuff. But in reality, um, ladies and gentlemen, it kind of works out that it's up to your own personal body and how you can kind of cycle through carbs, what kind of protein intakes and uptakes you can kind of do. And at the end of the day, it is definitely possible to build muscle, lean muscle in that caloric deficit. Yes. And, I, uh, you know, you, you can probably test a little bit more to that, at, you know, in your technical training mm-hmm. as I can relate it to the calisthenics world as, you know, maintaining a lighter body weight is going to help perform my skills a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So therefore I'm not going to want to try to put on a ton of extra bulk, especially in the terms of the bro science, add 20 pounds of bulk and try to shred back down and said, I want to maintain my shred, but I want to consistently build on muscle. And even if it's low percent at a time, it's going to slowly build. And that's the, what we call the true muscle, yes. which is going to give you that true strength to help get those skills accomplished. And the way I consider it for bodybuilding, it's going to really add to the striations, add to the the 3D effectiveness oh, absolutely. of the you're maturity gonna, of that muscle. Yeah, you're going to have better muscle maturity with uh, with that lean muscle mass that you've retained versus, uh, you know, just bulking up big and heavy and, uh, you know, shredding down out of that. You're, it's... You're still going to look good, don't get me wrong, but you don't have that level of muscle maturity, that thin skin that they they talk about and they love seeing. And you might lose some of those results in the transitioning phases as well. And, you know, it seems like, well, maybe that's counterproductive in the other sense of doing lean bulking with a calorie deficit. But actually, the way I see it is getting the the control of that, your body's under control of it, therefore you can slowly and incrementally take care of the gaining of the muscle whereas the bulking and cutting you're going to have to probably lose some muscle you're going to have to transition through a phase mm-hmm. instead of incrementally building as you go yes so this is going to be something you know um post a transformational phase so people that are beginners getting in you're you're going to want to you know do a high calorie deficit maybe reduce some body fat maybe reduce some of that excess water weight and those things but once you get to where you feel you're at a more mature level of physique and you want to take certain things to the next level, definitely consider getting into the real lean muscle building caloric deficit, but still maintaining proper protein Mm -hmm. and your macros are very big for that. So as a bodybuilder, that's pretty much name of the game. You're probably counting everything you eat. So tell me what kind of protein intakes and things like that that you you would do something like in a cycle of your lean we'll call it your lean bulk your true lean bulk so 
That's a good question. And so typically for a lean bulk, uh, for me, I find out what my uh, daily maintenance cal- uh, calories is. Say, uh, say I'm running at uh, you know 3,600 calories for daily maintenance. Okay, uh, which obviously it may be completely different for anybody across the board, depending on your size, muscle mass, and you know level of metabolism. But uh, let's just say for me, it's at 3,600 for maintenance. I want to go just above that. So I might go to, uh, you know, say 3,800 or 4,000. Right. Okay. And I want to make sure that I'm taking in enough protein where I typically go about a gram and a half per pound of body weight. Right. Of lean mass. Right. Okay. I like that number myself. That's a good, it's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. I mean, you can go. They say anywhere between a gram to a gram and a half. It, some guys go more. I think it's just wasted after that right. at that point. But um, but yeah, I typically go about a gram and a half. And uh, in my carbs, uh, I cycle those as they go along. But like, uh, so for my my bulking, we'll call it a lean bulk. Uh, I'm typically gonna have pretty high carbs, but they're all clean carbs, you know, right. it's going to be, it's going to be oats. It's going to be rice, um, you know, potatoes. That's, those are my, those are my big go-tos, you know? Right. And I, that's not to say that, you know, in my, in my off season, I'm not going to have some cheats. That's, yeah. It, it, I think it's irresponsible almost to, uh, have the, the mindset that you're never going to get a cheat meal in there. Right. Like you, I, I, I think it's actually healthy that you allow yourself a cheat meal. Yeah. Now, not, you know, multiple meals a day yeah, or something like that. Ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner ain't going to do any good. No, but exactly. having occasional um, indulgences is actually not only good for the mind and the, you know, kind of to just keep you a little bit normalized mm-hmm. when you're going through intense training, but also it helps to get the body affiliated with it if you deprive yourself for too long and then you decide to revisit something like a sugar Mm -hmm. carb or something like that you go too long without it your body's reaction to it's going to be more extreme yeah it may be completely different and you might lose the exactly the tolerance you tried it all together exactly so the the way i see it is a lot of the um intense dieting you know there is an amount of i guess you, you I don't even refer to it as a cheat if your body can properly cycle it. Yeah. And that's kind of the um, strategy that I use is my my personal secret is I always, if I'm going to indulge in a high glycemic carb, and that could be a, a chocolate, a chocolate covered almond, a cookie for all, for all that matters, um, I'm going to go ahead and follow that up with protein. So it's going to be either post a meal, a high protein meal, like a steak or lean meat, or a seafood type meal, or it's going to be directly in, in tandem with the protein shake. Um, as long as it's past my fasting, cause I have a fasting diet that I do. So I don't cheat on my fast, but once I'm past my fasting time, I will actually combine the high glycemic carb with the protein. And there is a shuttling effect that it will occur from that carb activating that anabolic 
protein synthesis. Mm -hmm. So in energizing that, as long as you're not already on the keto diet, the carbs basically are our energy. So my big application is to always combine the two when I'm in intense training and I get great, great results for it and maintain single digit body fat year round as a lifestyle and still indulging in the, these type of things at times. There's just, again, moderation. If you eat yes. ice cream and birthday cake for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner, you're going to feel pretty shitty at the end of the day. Um, visiting fast food all the time, that's something I actually clear. I actually avoid that pretty much at all costs. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there are, unfortunately, folks, there's food sources out there that just are just no good when it comes to <laughs> nutrient value. So if you avoid those and just eat things that have high nutrient value, you can really make a diet that's going to work permanently long-term for yes. a really healthy lifestyle and go, you know, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, bodybuilding competition. There's obviously much more strict nature because we are getting fine tuned. He's getting down to the point where we got, again, judges looking at every detail. So we're talking an extreme detail and that's, what's going to then adjust those results. So ladies and gentlemen, for you guys at home or just kind of getting involved and want to stay motivated, think of it every time you push yourself to make a more disciplined decision to your diet, you're going to push yourself to that next level, push yourself right over the edge to that greater result. Absolutely. And, you know, another big thing that kind of comes into play too, and this is something been discussed on the 0% podcast. And, um, you know, me and you had discussed this in uh, prior conversations mm-hmm. is factor of ego that kind of takes place and in not only in working out because there's a big aspect of ego there where you know you drop the, the weight you add a little more concentration you get a little more result yep there's a dropping of the ego there but we're going to take take it to a little deeper level and in one of my podcasts i mentioned to kill the ego um completely and that way you can reinvent the ego in which is your successful vessel to yes, kind of take it that, that healthy now ego. there yeah the healthy ego but there's a lot of unhealthy aspects in ego that kind of take place in the bodybuilding world especially oh absolutely so i mean i mean you got everything uh, on the unhealthy side as far as um i i see young guys and and young women that uh you know they'll be in the gym uh training at a weight like you mentioned that is beyond what they should be training at because they're sacrificing form at that point right they're sacrificing better muscular development out of it that one kid that's over in the corner that he's logging down his weights he's got under he's got he's got two plates less on the squat bar than any of these other you know uh, college kids do over there and he's practicing perfect form every single time he has deflated his ego properly to actually benefit from that. Right. That's one example of it. And the other, uh, I think I mentioned to you, I was uh, talking with, uh, right, I made a post on Facebook on this uh, uh, bodybuilding community. And, um, you know, just to get some feedback and, uh, you know, have there's some guys that get on there and just bust your balls and, you know, kind of bring you back down to a humble right. level anyway. But uh, there was one guy in particular that he he posted up under my comments that, uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm 54 now and, uh, you know, I really want to compete. Uh, 
now, do you, do you think my physique is good enough that I can, uh, you know, get a chance at this, at the grandmasters? And, uh, you know, he posted up a picture of himself and I mean, he looked good. He wasn't like super lean or anything, but he looked, he looked good, right? but not like show ready or anything. And, uh, you know, I kind of politely, uh, commented to him. I said, uh, I said, yeah, you look great, but, um, I would recommend if you're serious about it, get yourself a coach and plan your prep ahead of time. Uh, plan out all the details when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it because uh, those will those are the details that will make the difference between winning and uh, not placing it in top five exactly so he uh, he kind of commented back that uh, I think he let his ego get hurt a little bit because he goes uh, he says yeah that's uh, that should be no problem, but um, I actually own a gym and I'm a personal trainer, um, you know, and I've done a show before, so I don't think I need a, a coach and, um, you know, I'll just, I'll do it all myself. And uh, I immediately thought to myself, like, how would I be in those circumstances? Problem I have is in a, a calorie depleted state. Um, I'm hungry. I'm a little bit restless and irritable. A lot of times I'm not thinking clearly or seeing myself quite as clearly as I should be. And that means my physique, my, I'm either, uh, I may not be at where I'm supposed to be at that level of conditioning at that point in time, or I might be over conditioned and I might be starving myself at that point. So I, I politely mentioned to him, Look, um, I understand, and uh, that's no problem. But remember, two sets of eyes are always better than one. Right. You know, when it comes to that, just somebody that is not directly involved in that competition. Someone that is not you. Yes, you know? exactly. Can you know? call it out a little bit better than you can, especially like you said in those kind of you know, mentally pushed states, yeah. you know, it's good. That's why we have coaches for teams and we have coaches, you know, there's coaches for everything. There's coaches for mentality, mentoring and stuff like that. Like our previous guest, actually Ahmed as a mentor as well. And he even offered those free mentoring sessions. So make sure zero percenters, you take advantage of that uh, uh, promotion that he offered last time. But that's a big thing, you know, having a coach. Mm-hmm. And even if that's just somebody to, again, give you that second set of eyes, it's kind of let you know where you're at and Absolutely. what you're doing. Sometimes I can I can speak for myself there too. Sometimes I just need a coach to tell me that I need to take a break because it's easy. A lot of guys are afraid that uh, you know they're not training enough. They're not training enough. They're not training hard enough. When in all reality, we're we might be training ourselves to the bone and starving ourselves. And sometimes we need that person to tell us, hey. Take a break. You, you right. need that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Stop you from overtraining. Exactly. You know, kind of keep keep everything even tighter. And plus, you know, you got someone else to answer to. Yes. You got your own mental discipline. You know, when no one's looking, we talked about that in previous podcasts, what you do when no one's looking. But then on top of that, you got a coach looking at you. You know, you're going to g- gain the edge another way. 
So this is, you know, an, another big way to help evolve kind of just as an athlete, as a person, Absolutely. you know, and you got to think about it. Even the top level pros use coaches, right? It's they tough don't... to drop that ego sometimes and to take that, but it is very important and sometimes yeah. a necessary step to that next level success that uh, we all want to achieve out there. Yes. <clears throat> I, th- I think there's something to be said about the humility, too, of looking to someone else for help. That we don't have to be completely self-reliant. We can actually rely on someone else's input. And as long as we trust their input and, you know, it's it's a proven input. Right. Um, and I guess that kind of goes with... Uh, you know, researching your, your source. Like I, I wouldn't go and just ask whoever to be my coach. Oh yeah. You, it's a big thing. You got to, uh, you got to really watch out. It's the, the success fairies all the, all over the <laughs> internet. Everybody's uh, you know, a baller, but they're really taking a video in the alley. That's yeah, not exactly. even their car, the Ferrari. <laughs> they're talking about getting rich. They got $10, their name. So yeah, there's all kinds of uh, snake oil salesmen in all the aspects of the game. But yeah, do your research and you'll find the right people. And again, if you're doing the right thing and you're applying the right mindset, the law of attraction should help play in there to help pull that information to you, pull those people to you and kind of get you there. You just got to make those steps, take those steps to kind of make it happen, you know, book these people, set this stuff up, you know, and just get it going, get, start doing it. And that's what Chris did, you know, as he said, he went out after getting the additional, you know, input from some outside eyes that said, Hey, maybe you should compete. He then took that input and then processed it and applied it, got the coach. He's doing what he's doing. He's clearly in the 0%. And, you know, we really appreciate Chris coming out here and having this interview with us today. Appreciate you having me. We wish him the best of luck on his upcoming competition here. That's that uh, Mike Francois Classic down in Columbus, Ohio. So hopefully you can clean up at that event there, Chris, and uh, (laughs) make one more step in getting that pro card. Absolutely. That you will get, my friend. I'll tell you, I'm looking at this guy. He is Jack, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, keep an eye out for Chris Snyder on the scene there. He will be the next IFBB bodybuilder coming from our (laughs) neck of the woods here and out of the zero percent, ladies and gentlemen. Right on. Thanks, Brad. Thanks again, Chris. And we are brought to you today by Champions and Legends CBD products. Champions and Legends products are some of the higher potency CBD products in the game. A lot of times with CBD products, you'll run into mixtures of different tinctures. But at the end of the day, is it really as potent as it says so on the bottle? Well, with Champions and Legends, you can guarantee the potency. The strength is there and the milligrams are set for whatever your dose may be. For pre-workout dosing 
and even recovery, they have both blends to really step up your game, cut down on inflammation, and even improve performance during workouts. I myself like to take upwards of 50 milligrams of CBD a day for high-intensity training. I recommend it to anyone who has a lot of inflammation from a lot of hard training sessions out there. Champions and legends, check them out. Use code WIN15. That's WIN15 and get 15% off for our Zero Podcast listeners. That's promo code WIN15 at championsandlegends.com. Folks, summertime's here and it's getting bright and sunny out there. Heading to the beach, hitting vacation, you're going to need a couple new pairs of shades. Ladies and gentlemen, hit up Blender's Eyewear. Blender's Eyewear has some of the coolest, flashiest, brightest, and most fun shades on the market. They are perfect for beach and activities outside for that fun in the sun. It's Blender's Eyewear. You can check them out, all the new limited edition styles at blenderseyewear.com. And when you get there, put in promo code from Orion and get yourself 15% off on your entire order. That's promo code from Orion at blenderseyewear.com. Cut down that glare. Blender's Eyewear.